0: It's SNAP, edition number 400 on this Friday night, July 11th, 1986. I'm Deirdre O'Donohue. I am in love with the universe. For any number of reasons, and very high on that list is the fact that Henry Rollins is in it at the same time I am. Throughout Bent by Nature, you've heard many stories of the lifelong connections set in motion by Deirdre O'Donoghue. But none were quite as surprising as the bond between Deirdre and Henry Rollins. After a chance meeting in early 1984... Rollins became a regular voice on Snap, and he quickly became one of her most treasured co-hosts and friends. Since the last time you were here, when we first met, the first time you came around Snap, you were a total stranger to me. On the surface, you're apparently a real interesting character, and beyond the surface, holy cow, there's so much to you. In our final episode of Bent by Nature, Rollins shares his remembrances of Deirdre, the DJ, tastemaker, and human being who changed his life irrevocably. You're impossible to pigeonhole, is what you are. You are simply Rollins. That's all there is to it, and I rather like it. I'm Tricia Halloran, and from KCRW, this is Bent by Nature, Deirdre O'Donohue and the Lost Snap Archives, Episode 10, Rollins.
1: This is Henry Rollins, and I wrote something about Deirdre O'Donohue, which I'm going to read to you as clearly as I can. I believe I met Deirdre in 1983. I forgot how it happened, but I ended up being on her KCRW show Snap to be interviewed. After the show was over, we stayed at the station for a few hours. I told her I had brought some tapes of music I was listening to at the time. She was very interested in hearing what I was into. I was struck by how enthusiastic she was about music. This was the beginning of our friendship that lasted until she passed away. In those days... I was in a touring band and out of California for months at a time. When I would return, it usually wasn't for very long, but I always tried to get over to Deirdre's apartment and visit and catch up on what music was currently captivating her. There were always new bands and artists she was excited about. Rarely was she lukewarm about a group. If she mentioned a record at all, it was because she found it almost impossible to stop playing it. Whenever I could, I would go to KCRW with her and watch her do the show. I was her vinyl roadie. She had these large, as I remember, blue canvas carry bags for records. Both would be full. We made an odd couple. She, this effervescent, slight ball of energy, and me, a long haired, tattooed guy in a rock band. Many nights I would hang out with her at the station, crash on her couch, and then take two buses back to Redondo Beach, where I was living. We would hang out in her living room, which was filled with records. She would play one after another. I took notes and made tapes to take on tour, which eventually I would have to leave for. She ended up being a huge influence, not only on what I listened to, but how I appreciated music. She was so completely open to almost anything that was happening. She was completely consumed by music. I would go through her tapes and find demos sent to her by famous artists who just wanted to keep her in the loop with what they were doing. Christmas cards from George Harrison and others showed up around the end of the year, and lots of signed records were always leaning against the overpacked shelves. Whenever the phone would ring, I would grab it and say, Deirdre O'Donohue's residence. Who may I say is calling? One time when John Cale replied, I almost threw the phone. She and I were at his show later that night. Bands who were reluctant to be interviewed said yes to Deirdre. I think it's because they felt she really got what they were doing. She wasn't working in radio for the fame or the paycheck. Deirdre really loved music and the people who made it. One night, she cooked dinner for Nick Cave and I. There we were, the three of us, at her small kitchen table, her pair of finches sounding off nonstop. She and I talked a lot about music, of course, but also about our lives, how we were raised, and what we were going through. I ended up getting to know her pretty well. She was a kind person, but quite tough, to the point of being scrappy. I think she'd been through quite a bit in the boys' club environment of working in radio for so many years, and it was that mixture of being ready to stand up for herself so she could stand up for the music she loved playing for her appreciative audience that really moved me. Sometimes she seemed larger than life, and at other points, very small and isolated. A woman who lived alone in a modest apartment, up to here with books, records, and tapes. As I went into the studio with her more and more, she could tell that I wanted to do what she was doing. Slowly, she started teaching me the ins and outs of presenting songs, throwing to the next block, back announcing, and keeping everything moving and as seamless as possible. One time, she told me something I'll never forget, and perhaps the most insightful advice on radio hosting I've ever heard. She said that the goal was to keep the listener with you for the entire show. And to do that, you had to give them something familiar, and then when the time was right, make them work a little in order to expand their range of appreciation. She likened it to bringing a marlin up from the sea and onto your boat. They're listening, so you have them hooked. By playing something familiar or somewhat popular, or easily digested, you give the listener a little line. Then, it's time for a track from The Pearl, the new Harold Budd, Brian Eno, Daniel Lenoir album, which is excellent, but doesn't necessarily jump into your lap like a track by R.E.M. This would be taking some line. You give a little, take a little, and by the end of the show, the listener is in the boat and will hopefully be back next time. It's a great way to build a show and keep the listener engaged. Deirdre had a beautiful speaking voice. I can hear it in my mind now. She had this clear, intimate, close-to-the-mic delivery that made you feel like it was just the two of you. I think one of the reasons she did it this way was to always let the music be the focal point. She was just the messenger. The music was the star. She wasn't a mere presenter. It was one of the best parts of this show to listen to her talk about the bands and the music. To listen to this funny, fearless woman so full of delight as she detailed facts and thoughts about the music was incredible. Lots of notes in her large, rounded style covered pages for every show. She did a lot of prep. There were notepads all over her place. I think it was impossible for her to phone it in as she truly loved being on the air with the listeners and the music. Hers was one of the most consistently listenable shows I've ever heard. I couldn't believe the records I was now struggling to purchase on my severely constrained guy-in-a-band budget because I had heard them via Deirdre, either on the show or at her apartment. There I was, buying Lori Anderson's amazing Mr. Heartbreak album, causing me to miss a meal— Completely worth it, of course. The degree to which she opened my mind to music I might not have ever heard on my own is profound. One night during her show, she had me introduce a block of music. I did what she had taught me, and it was a blast. I started doing this more and more when I would be off the road. At some point in the mid-1980s, Deirdre's health began to fail. The rest of her life would be an incredible struggle. I remember the last time I saw her. She was so frail. I put my arms around her very carefully as the previous time I did, she told me it was too hard. She passed away in early 2001. I have every letter she ever sent me. Every card, tape, everything. Her impact and influence on me is monumental. Now and then, I get an email from someone telling me they like my Sean KCRW. I thank them, but it's just what Deirdre taught me. I'm trying to be like her. A few years ago, I drove by her old apartment. I hadn't seen it in years. I wasn't looking to be at her address. I was taking side streets to get to the station, and suddenly, there it was. I felt like I'd been kicked in the stomach. I can't explain how much I miss her. It's always there. I'm so lucky to have been friends with Deirdre, to learn from her, and to experience her love of life and music. Thank you.
0: Bent by Nature is co-produced by Bob Carlson and Mike Dodge Weiskopf, with production assistance from Annabus and Marion Hodges. Our digital producer is Andrea Dominic. KCRW's program director for music is Anne Litt. Our program director for culture is Aniel Zabiri-Fields. If you'd like to hang out in Deirdre's world a little longer, head over to the Bent by Nature website at kcrw.com slash bentbynature. You can explore Deirdre's archive of vintage performances and interviews. You can also play Deirdre's tape of Snap, number 406, from July 24th, 1986, co-hosted by Henry Rollins. We're adding new stuff all the time, so be sure to check back. Special thanks to Frida Young, Natalie Kiriakudis, Surreal Lewis, Cheryl Pavelski, Meredith Schomberg, and Jeff Sykes. I'm Tricia Halloran, and from KCRW, this has been Bent by Nature, Deirdre O'Donohue and the Lost Snap Archives. Henry, thanks uh, thanks for coming. I think this is the best one we've done yet. They we get, get better, better every, every time, time we're boy. Like, we're yeah. like fine wine, baby.
1: <laughs> we get better and better, and at one point, it's all going to turn to vinegar. We so.
0: age in well together. Well, Was it yes. good for you?
1: Thanks for uh It was good for there. me. Was it good and for you? It's, it's, uh, it's always good for me with you, dear. <laughs>